Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. We have the honor once again of talking with our good friend of the show, Congressman Mark Alford. How are you this morning, sir? Well, I'm doing pretty good considering I'm back in Washington. Got here yesterday afternoon. We had our discussion session uh, last night. It lasted about two hours. And and then today we will pick back up with the candidate form and then tomorrow hopefully decide on the new speaker. All right. So here's the deal. We... Um, We've done, we've been doing some purely irresponsible speculation around here. <laughs> and, and, um, okay. I know. And so I'm just going to let you in on a little bit of where we're at with it. I mean, over the weekend, we hear about the Speaker of the House and, and who it's going to be. And a lot of people are going to throw their names in a hat. It came down to now it looks like it's Scalise versus Jim Jordan. And, um, I'm all in with Jim Jordan. Let's break some news right now. Tell me that I'm right, Congressman. What's going on over there? Well, I think he's. He's probably at this point got a slight lead just on basically who I've been talking with. Uh, Steve Scalise was there yesterday. Jim Jordan was there. Uh, I was back talking with Jim when, when uh, the majority leader Scalise came in and let them have a moment to talk. It's, it's a very cordial thing right now. They, they're, um, you know, look, they are two great guys. Absolutely. Two, uh, patriots, two men who love America and want to move us forward, not just as a conference, but, but as a nation. And, and they know right now that, that we can't do it. We can't do that without a speaker. Yeah. I think everyone feels paralyzed at this point. And, uh, we've got to come together. I think one of the, the big things that came out of the, the meeting last night, uh, was that we do have to, to have some unified position on this. Now, the eight, uh, who were there, who, who caused the ouster of Kevin McCarthy. Uh, most of them were there last night. Uh, they were listening. Uh, a couple actually spoke, which is encouraging. We, we've got to, we've got to hear each other out and we've got to figure out how we can move forward as a conference and as a nation. Well, that's good. And they are so, both of them, Scalise and Jim Jordan would be two, um, great candidates. I think that, I, I know people that I talk to, we just wonder about Scalise and his health journey. My son's on a health journey, and I know the demands of that. My son has, has weekly chemo. He's on week 50 of 120, and I know that um, Representative Scalise is, is experiencing a, a cancer thing. And so that's that's our only question. And so, But we're, we're glad you guys are working that out. Um, we understand that President Trump is going to be there to speak to you guys. Is that still the case? Well, I have... <laughs> I haven't heard that. I had heard rumors of that last week. Uh, you know, I, I know he's busy with his uh, court appearances and also his campaign for president. I think at this point, even though, you know, I'm a big Trump fan, I think it would be a bit disruptive to our party. Mm-hmm. He is not. He well, just to the proceedings. Uh, time is of the essence here. And while I would appreciate his support, showing his support for our body. Uh, I know he knows how important uh, this body is to the uh, Constitution and to the operation of America. Um, I think it would be somewhat of a disruption. We we have a very limited time. But the clock is ticking to November 17th yeah. when the continuing resolution runs out. We have a lot of work to do to get these eight appropriation bills over the finish line. And um, we can't do anything until until we have a new speaker. Yeah. I mean, that's a good perspective. Thanks for um you know, giving us stuff to think about. Um, we do. We got to get a speaker lined up because then you see all this happening on the world stage with Israel. Um, what's the talk there 
um, about what Congress needs to be doing? Well, look, it is despicable uh, what these terrorist thugs, savages have done uh, to the state of Israel, invading them, uh, taking captives, uh, butchering uh, Jewish people right in front of their own families, hunting them down. Uh, it is despicable. They are not militants. They are Hamas terrorists, Islamic jihadists, um, and they need to be treated as such. They need to be wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, I'm tired of pussyfooting around and being politically correct. It is We stand 100% behind Israel and the IDF to, to take out these monsters once and for all. Yeah. Um, our body, uh, while we can put forth a resolution, we cannot not provide any additional funding. Uh, and I think Israel needs that at this point to replenish their Iron Dome, to repel further attacks, not just from Hamas, but potentially from uh, Hezbollah, if that were to come from the north. And so we have to make sure that we are prepared as a body to do that. Uh, as a member of the Armed Services Committee, we will be getting a, a briefing tomorrow, I believe, a classified briefing on this situation. Uh, that's one of the things we've been wanting so we can have a clear understanding of uh, where we go from here, where Israel goes from here, but also the communication intelligence failures. I think this is one of the biggest failures uh, we've seen in a long time, yeah. and we've got to make sure that doesn't happen again. And however we can help Israel with that, uh, we would be glad to help out. Once again, we're talking with Congressman Mark Offer. Mark, I got a question for you, bud. Uh, one of the stories we've yes, been sir. working on here <clears throat> is that there's there's some rumors coming out that Hamas is using our weapons, whether they either got them from Russia or Afghanistan. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene mentioned it yesterday that she's yes. wanting to get copies of uh, maybe somehow get some serial numbers or some sort. Have you heard anything on this? I have not heard anything that's uh, other than what uh, she said that was mentioned last night. Uh, it, it does not surprise me. You know, when when President Biden abandoned our our allies and our equipment. Um, in Afghanistan more than two years ago, it was really the defining moment that got me into this race. I, I thought, how could you do this? This is not the, yeah. this is not the president that, that, that I think anyone wants at this point and to live 13 service members there to die on that wall, the Abbey gate there. And then he's checking his watch when their bodies come home. It was yeah. despicable. And I think there was a lot of criticism at the time that this equipment could later be used and, the administration was lying and gaslighting to the American people, saying, no, it's it's obsolete, it's been destroyed. And apparently uh, there was enough equipment left behind that it, that it could have made its way very well into the hands of Hamas and other terrorist organizations. That's, yeah. I'm Go sorry, ahead. Ahead. that's how we feel about the American people. We feel about this $6 billion given. We see the administration coming out and saying, nope, this is not used for that. But how do we know? I mean, we're... what. I would hope that Congress does some investigation to, to get some oversight and some accountability to make sure that these decisions that President Biden is making isn't coming back to bite us all in the butt. Well, here's the deal. That money should never have been unfrozen. And we know uh, that you probably heard the term that it's a fungible yep. uh, asset. That means that the money can be transferred. It's just, look, if you were getting a $2,000 refund uh for your irs uh payment uh your your taxes you might spend money elsewhere in anticipation of that refund that's the same thing 
that uh, Iran has done. Uh, they were anticipating this $6 billion to come out of this account that they can spend on, on different humanitarian needs. And so they shifted the money from the humanitarian needs they would normally spend over to funding terrorism. It's a no-brainer. The American people aren't stupid. Right. The, here's the point, though. The administration yesterday or Saturday could have frozen those assets once again. Mm-hmm. But they have chosen not to. They do not want to admit the Wall Street Journal uh, report that uh, I believe to be true, that Iran is responsible for this, responsible for funding Hamas and for organizing uh, this invasion, this incursion, and the slaughter of the Jewish people. So we've sent over an aircraft carrier, which we know that when an aircraft carrier goes, and also several battleships go with it as well. Do you think this administration is really going to do something, or are they just parking it over there for a a boat show? Well, I, I certainly hope it's not a boat show. Look, we had the most powerful uh, naval force, I believe, in the world. Um, we are in a, a crisis situation here. We need to show support for Israel. We need to, to make sure that uh, our presence is a deterrent and that we have the capabilities there should uh, Israel need us in a complementary fashion to help deter further uh, terrorism and help to maintain order in Gaza. Uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, once we get involved, I think there's going to be uh, others getting involved, other nations, mm-hmm. uh, Syria, Lebanon, uh, possibly Iran. And so that would be my last choice. Uh, my hope is that Israel can handle this on this own, that we can uh, resupply their armaments, their their Iron Dome and and, and be there for support and deterrence um, yeah. right now. Hey, we got to run here. Listen, we appreciate all your hard work. Uh, have a good day today, and um, and thank you, thank you for serving our country and our state, and we appreciate you.